Shake the Room, Fire Nation. A JLD here, and welcome to episode 1835 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Check out our free podcasting course so that you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Free podcastcourse.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Ron Carucci. Ron, are you prepared to ignite? John, I'm so ready. Yes. Ron is a co-founder at Navalent and is a best-selling author of eight books, including the recent Amazon number one release of Rising to Power. Ron, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Uh, great to be with you and your and your nation. At Navalent, we spend our days roaming the planet, working with leaders of all kinds and sorts who are in the process of trying to transform their organizations, whether it's the startup to grow up journey or the grow up again journey. They're usually in some kind of a mess or ditch where they've got to strategically, organizationally, culturally do something massively different that's pretty messy. And we go on that journey with them. Usually that's a couple of years of our life that we spend uh, – attached to those leaders and their babies. But uh, it's, a, it's an awesome job to wake up every morning and think about how we're going to leave the world better than we found it. And what's the little glimpse of your personal life? I'm a dad. I have two kids who are about to you know, la- have launched or about to launch. I'm, uh, I have a two ki- uh, one daughter in college in LA, one son about to head to New York City for college, yeah. a wonderful wife, uh, and we live in the greater Seattle area. Are you ready to become an empty nester? Well, we've been practicing for a couple of years because my son has been has had a full-time job. So uh, it's funny because we both fly out next week, literally, I, I to New York and her to L.A. to help our kids move into their own homes or apartments <laughs> or whatever. We both – I arranged for us both to land back in Seattle within 10 minutes of each other next Thursday, and we are heading out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Never to be seen or heard from again. I love it. Just kidding. So, Ron, let's talk right now about your area of expertise, brother. What do you specialize in in the business slash entrepreneurial sector? Strategy and scale-up is what we spend our lives doing in the startup or early early organizational phases. Um, We spend our, our time helping organizations especially entrepreneurs who we all know hate the word no, Mm. uh, understanding how to really focus in their swim lanes and how to answer the questions, especially if they're at MVP or um, Series B or some major milestone where they have not answered the questions they have to answer. They they get on, you know, so many entrepreneurs get in the trap of growing without scaling and they bolt on costs and they bolt on stuff and they get impulsive and – when you ask them, tell me what is your strategy, you get the business plan, you get the financial goals, you get the MVP specs, you get- You get the, well, we're the Uber of blank, blank, blank. Yeah, right. Or, well, we're like, nobody else is like us. There's nothing out there <laughs> like us. That's just, that's just what funders want to hear, right? And so we sort of put their head to the grind and say, you have got to be able to tell a credible story about who you are and who you are not. Until you can tell me what you're saying no to, you have no strategy. So we get real clear on helping them understand you're never too small to have a strategy. It's not for big company stuff. Um, And if you want to avoid that horrible phenomenon of getting to be the $80 million company trapped in the body of a $10 million organization, you have to start the process of what true scaling means now, which means adding growth without cost. Until you know who you are saying no to, Fire Nation, you have no strategy. I love that quote. Ron, bring it home for us. 
Tell me the three or four things you have to be better at than anybody else and how you're, what capabilities you're building to do it. Tell me what swim line you're going to stay in and tell me how you're going to discipline yourself to add scalable processes to, you know, when your organization, like a baby inside its mom, goes through mitosis, you're not just going to bolt on bodies. You're going to be thoughtful about how you scale your organization, and you're not going to have to layer over your startup team by preparing people to lead in broader assignments. So when you go from 20 people to 100 people, everybody's ready. Tell me what you're good at. Tell me what you're not. Tell me what differentiate you, and tell me how you're going to mitosis the organization to get there. Wow, that was great. That was simply phenomenal, Fire Nation. Now, Ron, I just kind of gave you this softball because that was your area of expertise. And frankly, you just hit it out of the park. But, you know, I expected you to. That's why you're a guest on EO Fire. Let's talk about a time where maybe you weren't such an all-star. In fact, when you were really at the lowest of the low. I want to hear, Ron, your worst entrepreneurial moment. Take us to that moment. Tell us that story. It was so dark. There was there were there were so many, but this one was particularly dark. We had been on this wonderful transformational journey with this company. After several years, private equity was about to spin it off, and this one particular young man who had distinguished himself uh, to the organization. Everybody saw him as bright, smart, high potential, going places, going to rise up. Had by all accounts was ready to you know hit, hit the higher altitudes. And about uh, nine months after we finished our two and a half years there, I saw him in my caller ID, and I thought, oh, how nice. He's calling to check in, say hi. I'm going to get to hear all of the great things he's been up to since we finished the work. But unfortunately, what he was calling to do was tell me that he'd been fired uh, and wanted help networking and to find another job. I was devastated, but I had barely time to catch my breath when two hours later, the CEO of the company called, quite irritated, uh, letting us know that they had to let this gentleman go and indicating that he felt some of the failure was mine for not preparing him for that job sufficiently. So if one punch in the stomach wasn't enough, two were worse. Mm. Nothing, nothing more devastating to somebody who has a passion for leaders and organizations to hear that one of your favorites had failed and the CEO was blaming you. And so I, I, you know, I didn't quite know what to say. I, but I asked if I could come in and investigate. I asked, can we come in and find out what happened? Uh, if I am responsible, I want to I understand how to never be in this ditch again. So can I at least learn how we might have done a better job with him? And the CEO agreed to let us come in and sniff around to understand what had happened and why it had happened and how, how it could have been gone differently. But I tell you, there, there's nothing more like a kick in the gut. Than, than a leader you admire and respect, a CEO that's been your client for years, calling and laying the responsibility of failure at your feet. So there's a lot that I think we can take away from this, Ron. I mean, a lot of lessons. But what's the one that you think will be most impactful for Fire Nation, our listeners? You're gonna screw, you are going to screw up. You're going to do things that you may not feel are your fault. You may want to get – don't get defensive. When somebody calls you and puts a finger in your face, be curious. Don't necessarily take the bait and get defensive and dismiss them. Wonder, wonder what, okay, I didn't want to be here, but neither did they. So ask the question, why, how did I get here? There must be some contribution I made, even if I can't fathom that what they're saying is true. I must have done something to get here. What can I learn? And how can I make the relationship with this person even better? 
as a result of us both being here? If you start with those two questions, chances are you can find a way through. Fire Nation getting defensive is such a natural human emotion. So guess what? It's okay when you feel defensive when somebody comes out and attacks you or says something. It's a natural, natural human emotion. But I'll tell you what, there's few things in this world that I respect more when I hear somebody come back in a non-defensive manner. Instead, just say, listen, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. I'm catching what you're kicking out here. Let's talk about this. What can I learn from this? How can I improve? And, and you're able to be above that defensiveness. It's not easy. It's, you know, you have, you have to get there. And that's why I respect so much when I see people act that way. And I try myself to do that. And I'm proud of myself when I do. And I, you know, I, I identify um, when I fail in doing that. And when I do get defensive, I'm like, why was I defensive in that situation? Like, how could I maybe not in a similar one going forward? So great, great takeaway. Listen to those two points that Ron made as well. Both great ones. And Ron, let's now shift to what you consider one of the greatest ideas that you've had to date. You've had a lot. So take us to one, one <laughs> aha moment. Take us to that moment. Tell us that story. Let's, so let's pick up where we left off in a, in a dark ditch, uh, investigating why <laughs> somebody with such promise uh, could have derailed. So that investigation in that organization of, of what had happened to that promising gentleman led to a 10-year study. Uh, of 2,700 leaders, um, what we what we began to uncover was that he sadly was a number statistic. That turns out that 50 to 60 percent of all leaders, upon assuming broader positions and organizations, fail in the first year and a half. Uh, and that felt even more devastating. H- how could we continue to accumulate such carnage uh, with all these? incredible careers and talent. How could we continue to waste them? Of course, the recruiters love it because it's an annuity for them. But for everybody else, it's a, it's a train wreck for the organization, for the families, for the leaders themselves. And so we thought we, we can do better. We can surely not waste this much promising talent by letting it, you know, crossing our fingers and hope for a 50-50 outcome. So I went back to that CEO and I said, I will take full responsibility for not seeing all of the landmines that could have been in his way, I need you to take responsibility for putting them there. And we began a journey together uh, across hundreds of organizations to find out how is it we can eliminate the unnecessary disasters we set up when we take promising talent and raise it up. The best part about the this research, though, was finding out what were the 50% doing that succeeded? So what were the ones who were thriving at the top of an organization having an impact, sustaining their influence, transforming their their startups and their grow-ups. Well, the, the, the fun part was we were able to isolate four recurring patterns in those leaders that consistently set them apart, help them elevate through the landmines and the precarious rise up in an organization, and set them apart to do phenomenal things. And that, for us, was so glorious to know that we, we can do better. We can teach people on their way up how to avoid those ditches and how to have, have all the impact they dream of having uh, on their way up to bigger jobs. You know, I think that word glorious is underused. And Fire Nation, if you're listening to me right now, I'm going to make a point over these next couple months to use the word glorious a little more often because it's such an amazing word. I mean, I just love it. I, I'm kind of like seeing in my mind angels with trumpets every time I hear that word glorious. And, and I want a little bit more about that in my life. So, Ron, 
Take us to the lesson learned from this. What do you want to make sure our listeners get if there's just one thing, sum it up for us in one sentence from that aha moment? Don't waste your mistakes. Don't waste your failures. Um, there, it, it, there could be golden nuggets lying for you awaiting. Uh, and to build on the word glorious, your own glory, <laughs> maybe, you're maybe, maybe buried under those ashes. And if you walk past them, you're going to miss it. Go dig. Be an, be an anthropologist and go dig. Sometimes glory doesn't come in the most obvious forms. Sometimes it comes buried. And I'm actually going to correct you, Ron. I don't think that there's gold could be there. I think gold is absolutely there in every failure and in every mistake. So get out that pickaxe, get out that shovel, find that gold. It is in the rubble. It is in those ashes and rise like that glorious phoenix. Now, Ron, what are you most fired up about today. You have a lot of things that get you out of bed in the morning, but business-wise, what are you most excited about? Well, you mean you mean aside from talking with you, right? <laughs> oh, you're the best. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so a couple of years ago, I began a, a journey of my own coaching, right? So I thought, I got to take my own medicine here. I hired a coach and she has been just phenomenal. And so uh, th- in the next two months, I'm going to be doing two TED Talks. Uh, and something I sort of aspire to want to wonder about doing. And uh, after a bunch of interesting work and pitching some of the organizers, I'm going to be at the wonderful TEDx Beacon Street in November and uh, one of the TEDx Seattle um, events in November. So I'm very excited about that. Rightfully so in Fire Nation. This is actually a learning point that I kind of want to jump on here. Ron invested in himself. He's already a successful entrepreneur. He's a great coach. He's doing all the right things, but he invested in himself. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was thinking, you know, why don't I have a mentor? I talk about mentors all the time, and I've had them in the past plenty. You know, Jamie Masters for podcasting, Lewis Howes for webinars. I've always invested in myself. And I was thinking about taking up this one mentor, and it was $12,000. It was not a cheap investment. And I was thinking, you know, I can't afford this technically, but I mean, that's a lot of money. And I remember the, the, the piece of feedback I got from one of my peers was, like, do you ever want to be able to charge $12,000 for coaching? And I said, well, yeah, that'd be great. Well, how can you as an individual ever charge that if you're not even willing to pay that for your own self, for your own education, for your own you know, mentorship? And I was like, that's so true. And Fire Nation, that's why you need to be able and willing to invest in yourself if you want to have these people invest in you down the line. So great piece of feedback on that, Ron. Glad you're excited about that. And Fire Nation, value bombs have been dropped. More are coming in the lightning round, which we'll be getting to when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, we all need a website. And when it comes to something as important as your online home base, you want to be sure you're partnered with the right host. If you're looking for a website host that's top rated, that powers over 2 million websites, and that gives you the best tools to build, host, and manage your business's websites, then look no further than Bluehost. Bluehost takes your small business as seriously as you do. How? Well, for starters, Bluehost offers full flexibility and control with fully customizable templates and third-party app support. Worried about the security for your website? Bluehost has you covered with maximum security, including malware monitoring and protection and automatic secure WordPress installs. Add to that a 99.9% uptime guarantee, automated updates, 24-7 tech support, online resources, expert services to help you succeed and save time, and you're in business. And right now, Bluehost is offering 
entering 50% off when you sign up at bluehost.com. That's 50% off at bluehost.com. If you've ever applied for an SBA loan before, then you know it's not a simple process. It might even feel like the odds are stacked so high against you that it's a waste of time to even try. That's why Smart Biz Loans was created. They streamline the entire process so you can find out whether or not you pre-qualify in less than five minutes. Plus, loans can be funded in just weeks. With features in Forbes and the Wall Street Journal and over half a billion dollars funded in SBA loans, Smart Biz Loans is the most trusted place to apply for the SBA loan that you need to grow your business. Visit smartbizloans.com to see what you pre-qualify for. And don't forget to use promo code FIRE for $500 off your closing cost. That's smartbizloans.com, promo code FIRE. Loans have a variable rate of prime rate plus 1.5% to 3.75%. Ron, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Ready to rock the lightning round, John. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Such a funny question because I'm not even sure I ever intentionally set out to be an entrepreneur. I think when we started our firm uh, 13 years ago, I think it was because we loved what we did. We We didn't love doing it for a larger company. So our small firm had been acquired uh, by a larger company. We all know that when you get bought, you get, you get to feed the dinosaur Mm -hmm. and that wasn't fun anymore. And so we thought we're now at a place in our lives where we can keep this dream alive. We love what we do. We don't need to do it for a larger, uh, enterprise. We can do it for our, for the reasons we love to do it. So we, we just, you know, not probably very naively did that. Well, fast forward 10 years, John, and, you know, the ability to attract the kinds of clients we want to work with and not the sociopaths uh, was limited. I was still getting the phone calls from the people I I just didn't want to work with. And I didn't know what to do. I thought I'd done everything I was supposed to be doing to create demand, you know, become a thought leader, do digital marketing, do all the things and through social media that you were supposed to do. Well, when I hired my coach, she can't, you know, that was my low point of, I I need help. This is beyond me. And I I was happy to take my own medicine. She came back with a brilliant diagnostic that revealed that I, not only was I not doing anything I was supposed to do, I had no clue. I, I mean, the things that I eventually learned to do would have never occurred to me in a million years. So you, you, we don't all come out with the right skill sets. When you want to start and grow a business, when you want to set yourself apart, it's a crowded world out there. And learning how to dis- distinguish your voice, just because you have a great voice, doesn't mean people are going to find you. And so uh, I needed help. And asking for the right help, gosh, there's just no price tag to put on that. What is the best advice you've ever received? Nothing is irrevocable except death. My mentor, <laughs> she gave me that advice a long time ago, and it, it helped me make far less fear-based choices. To remember that you, you do get do-overs in life, not all the time, but a lot more than we think. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I say thank you. I remind myself every day that there are so many people in my life for whom I'm grateful, who help me do what I do every day, who love me well, who care for me, who allow me to participate in their worlds, and I make sure I'm constantly thanking them. Recommend one internet resource. Huddle. It's a, an online collaboration tool, and uh, it's a great app. Um, Intermedia is also another great uh, online app. It helps sync up uh, email and sync up a bunch of your productivity tools in one easy place to get them. 
recommends one book to join Rising to Power on our bookshelves and share why. <laughs> David White wrote a book called Crossing the Unknown Sea. Work as a Pilgrimage of Life. And it is a beautiful book, especially for entrepreneurs who don't understand that there's a messy dance we do with our work. It is a reflection of who we are, and it's not entirely defining of who we are. And what is the relationship between who I am and what I do, and when does that relationship become dark? Um, it's, a, it's a great book, and I think it should be required reading for the planet. Ron, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. If you are passionate about your idea as an entrepreneur, if you're passionate about your product, if you are passionate about the impact you want to make, don't underestimate how hard it's going to be to get noticed out there. It's a crowded world, and we all, everybody has the delusions of grandeur that you know we're going to go viral on YouTube and the whole world is <laughs> going to come to our doorstep. It's just not how it works. And so don't be the one that dies on Heartbreak Hill halfway up. You know, the level of persistence you, that are going to be required of you. We've all heard the stories of depression and anxiety and the dark days of I almost had to close my door before the funding came in. Um, you know, know what you're signing up for, but don't, don't stop. When everybody else is falling off a Heartbreak Hill, stay the course. I'd love for your listeners to come join us at www.navalent.com. We'd love to give you our free ebook on leading transformation at www.navalent.com slash transformation. I'm on Twitter at at Ron Carucci, and I'm also on LinkedIn. So come find me, and I'd love to keep chatting. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with RC and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Ron in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore, and of course, head directly over to navalent.com slash transformation for that nice little giveaway. And Ron, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. John, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Ron today. And productivity, discipline, focus, those are my three greatest strengths, but they can be yours too. Simply visit themasteryjournal.com. Master all three skills in 100 days and use promo code podcast as a thank you for listening all the way to the end of my podcast. And I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. We all need a website, and when it comes to something as important as your online home base, you want to be sure you're partnered with the right host. Right now, Bluehost is offering Fire Nation 50% off when you sign up at bluehost.com slash fire. That's 50% off at bluehost.com slash fire.